Hey friends, welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I am so glad that you have chosen to tune in today. After taking the summer off, I am thrilled to get back to these Wednesday interviews. I don't know about you, but I have missed doing them. I've missed releasing them. I have missed you guys. So I would love to hear back from you. How was your summer? Did you enjoy our series? Let me hear from you. I can hear from you when you leave reviews or you message me on Instagram at Rachel J. Gilbert. Connect with me. I would love to open up conversations with you guys because I am here for you. Well, if you're new here, or maybe you just need a little refresher, I want to share a little about the heart behind the show. This is the intro that you probably heard me say lots of times if you've been here before, but if you're new, I just want to just share a little about the show. So this show, it's a safe space with real conversations to help you live free and pursue your God-given dreams. I would love to use, for you to think of this as a therapy session with your best friend. You know, those times when you're at the coffee shop and you guys are just chatting about real stuff, but you're going deep, you're digging in, and guess what? You have fun while you're doing it, right? So oftentimes, God brings things up because they're on the way out. Let's lean in to the topic that God's bringing up today, on the power of mentors in our lives. Now, I'm excited to release this episode at the beginning of fall because most of us, in particular my kids, went back to school this week. So I don't, if your kids didn't go back to school this week, you're either queuing up for them to go next week or you're doing homeschool or maybe you don't have kids in the house, but you're doing something. Fall is the start of something new for almost everybody. So we all could use mentors in our life and we all could totally be a mentor to somebody. Now, be sure, though, that you stick around till the end of the show for a short segment where I share counselor-approved strategies to take this Real Talk episode and make it relevant in your everyday life through some simple action steps. That's another heart I have behind this show is I always want you guys to, of course, be inspired and encouraged, but I really want you to be equipped. That's why I added that last segment. I hope you stick around for those at the end because they're literally action steps that you can do today, not tomorrow, not next week, and it's not going to be a million things. It's just something that helps you take what we learned on the show with our guest expert, and then we actually apply it and do something with it, okay? So let me tell you about today's guest. She's amazing. You're going to love her. Uh, her name is Kelsey Chapman, and she's an author, a podcaster, and a personal cheerleader to women building their dream life and business. So over the first few years of her business, Kelsey leaned on the shoulders of several incredible mentors who took her under their wing and taught her how to make the jump from dreamer to doer. Woof, I don't know about you, but that statement right there, I'm like, yes, please, I want to be, be, go from dreamer to doer, which is why we try to give you some practical steps to help you do just that. So Kelsey needed their expert wisdom to shift old perspectives, discover the next right steps that would help her execute the vision, and stay hopeful throughout the journey. Her mentors helped shape her character so she could become the CEO and leader she is today. I love that piece of her bio. They shaped her character. Character is a big deal. I don't know if you've noticed that, but character is what separates us from other people, especially as believers. Character is doing the right thing even when no one is looking at. I'm telling you, friends, 
character matters so much in life. So I just loved that that was in her bio. So Kelsey is excited to pay it forward and be that same cheerleader for you too, because guess what? She believes in you. So do I. Now, I'm just going to tell you that Kelsey and I, we did have some real talk about finding and being a mentor. So let's go ahead and welcome Kelsey to the show right now. Well, hello, Kelsey, and welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. It's so good to be here with you. Yeah, I'm excited to chat with you. Finally, before we hit record, we were talking about how we've been trying to get this interview scheduled (laughs) for a while now. And I'd love to kind of just, I let the listeners in on the behind the scenes sometimes, because if you're listening to this today, it means God knew this was the time. Today's the day you needed to hear this message. So I'm excited to see where he takes this conversation. Before we jump into the goodies that we're going to talk about today in your new book, um, I would love to hear from you. What's a fun fact that I did not read in your professional bio? Oh, man, I'd say a fun fact is that I grew up on the the days of TLC's trading spaces, and I am finally getting to live out my dream and have my hands on my own reno. And I have been living in a construction zone for three months, but I've also never felt more joy because by day I do all of this digital stuff. And by night I've gotten to have my hands on like projects like hanging board and batten and tiling a backsplash. So I love getting to use my creative juices on, you know, gutting this house and rebuilding it into something I love. That's so fun. I love that it's still that creative side of you too. You know, like you're getting to do creative digitally and then you get to do creative with your hands at night. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I, I really have leaned into having something that's like a tangible physical project to work on. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so today we're talking about something that actually is near and dear to my heart. I uh, earlier this year had, you know, and it might have been last year, you know, does anybody else have COVID brain? Like I am honestly like, I don't remember what year this was. (laughs) I know it was within the last year, but I had Lisa Bevere on the show and we talked about her book, uh, Godmothers, which is a lot about the heart of mentorship. And then to see your book come out that goes even deeper and and gives us another perspective on this topic, it just got me really excited because this is something that I have seen in my own life as so valuable. And then I wish um, more women really would lean into this. So you wrote your first book called What They Taught Me, Recognizing the Mentors Who Will Take You from Dream to Done. I want to hear, first of all, the heart behind this book, because every time an author writes a book, there's usually a story behind it. So what's your story behind it? (laughs) Yeah. So I've always wanted to be an author, like since I was a little girl. I mean, I have a dream a day, but this is the big one that's like stuck with me. You know, some come, some go. I'm like, oh, that was a good dream yesterday, but I'm not going to pursue that. But, But this one is like the steady, consistent, I've always wanted this. So I have Google Docs from college, journals from when I was in like fourth grade, which is these short snippets of whatever I thought was important to write about that day. And I really started actively pursuing a writing career probably six years ago. I started a blog and thought maybe I can build an audience that shows a publisher that, you know, I have something to say and they enjoy it. So I just started a blog. Um, And it wasn't until really like three and a half years ago at this point, I think it was probably 
20, maybe it was 2018, January of 2018, I woke up and thought, okay, I've been building for a long time, but I think it's time to start writing. And I always thought it would be like a collection of essays. My favorite authors are like Shauna Nequist, Dan Lamont, you know, these stories that aren't, you know, chapter by chapter, a story or a memoir, and they all have this theme under this umbrella. And I, I knew that's the writing style I wanted to pursue, but not exactly what I wanted to write about. And when I kind of woke up on that in January, it was like, I think it's time to write. I started with the story about Linnell, who's in chapter one. And I realized as it just kind of came out of me, like, oh, I have more stories of mentors. And if I think about it, I have a lot of friends ask me how I find these mentors all the time. And it, it kept coming back to me, like, what's the felt need of the audience? Like, you hear that all the time in the writing space. And I think the felt need of women is that we want someone to invest in us and to hold our hand and say, like, hey, I've been there before. You don't have to do this alone. I might not have it all figured out, but I'll tell you what I know. <laughs> and I started thinking through these stories where I've had women do that. Um, and I've had also failed mentoring relationships and I've learned hard, painful lessons. And so I started putting it down on paper and it took a lot of polishing to get to where it is today. But once I got it out of me, especially that first outline, like Linnell's chapter just came out of me like right then and there. But once I started building an outline of like what could be tangible mentoring lessons, I was like, this makes so much sense for my life. You know, like I love mentorship through and through. I love advice. I was the kid sitting at the adult table growing up, you know, like I want to hear what they know. So like they can shortcut my process. And um, here we are. It's fun to share this message with the world because I really believe in the, the power of investing in one another. I love that line you just said. I want to hear what they know. I think that's really powerful. And um, that shows a teachable spirit in you. And I think that's something that sometimes we can be missing, um, you know, because we think mentorship should look a certain way. But even just simply like what you just said, like, I want to sit here and just listen to what what are what are they doing? What do they know that I don't know? Having those that leaning your ear in to listen. Uh, and so tell us about a little was so was Linnell your first mentor, official mentor? say she might be neck and neck with my aunt Michelle because my aunt Michelle's always been in my life but I probably started receiving their input around a similar time consciously Um, but that was more of a informal mentoring relationship my first formal relationship with my young life leader Emily so I had Linnell and my aunt in my life by proxy right Mm -hmm. one was the best friend's mother and one was you know, my aunt, but then Emily stepped in. I was not a youth group kid. I'd always hopped youth groups with my friends, but wasn't ever really involved. Well, somewhat involved, but not, you know, only as much as you could be as a visitor. And then once I got to high school, though, I really gravitated towards young life and having this older girl who's only four years older than me, who certainly didn't have it all figured out at the time, because I've been a young life leader at 19. And I can tell you, we were winging it. (laughs) But she was present and she was consistent and she was willing. She might not have the perfect theology at 19 years old to tell me everything I should believe, but she consistently pointed me back to Jesus and walked with me hand in hand and sacrificed a lot to do so because you know, when you're 19 and you're spending your last $2 to make like a bean dip to have people over, that was Emily for us. So she loved us so sacrificially and we were some bratty 14 year olds, you know? And so, 
I'm so grateful for her. She, I would say she's my first like formal mentor. Yeah. Okay. So then let's define, cause I've already, you know, we've talked already briefly about three of your mentors. Let's define what does it even mean to be a mentor? Yeah, I think, you know, it's someone who's willing to share what they know. I think there's a bit of a difference between discipleship and mentoring. And and for a season, Emily was like a discipleship mentor because she did walk through Bible studies. But a lot of my mentors were way less formal than discipleship. You know, one might be walking me through like how to build a family, but she wasn't doing a Bible study alongside that to reinforce the scriptural component of family, you know, and so scriptural framework would be better said. So, you know, I would say mentors are just people who are willing to step in and say, I'll share what I know. I, I, I don't have it all figured out because who does, you know, I think if we're looking for a mentor to complete us or tell us everything to have a shortcut to a pain-free life, we will be painfully um, mistaken. But they're just humans willing to say, I've walked this road. I might only be a two, two or three steps ahead of you on the journey, but I'll share what I know so that hopefully you can avoid the potholes along the way, or hopefully you can uh, avoid the missed turns I took. You know, I got derailed for 10 years. What if you can walk through that lesson in five, you know? Um, and, and same when you are the mentor, you don't have to figure, have it figured out or quote unquote, arrive before you step into that role. You just have to be willing. And like, you're going to get it wrong too. I have looked at my, my young life girls who I started mentoring when I was 19 and they were 14 where I'm 31 and they're 28. Now, some of us are still really close like sisters. And I've looked at them this year and said, I am so sorry if I taught you some damaging theology that was totally off base, like, forgive me. If I'm coming up and counseling for you, it's okay. I just know I love you and I'm always here. And if you have anything that's like painful that I shared with you, please tell me and I'll make it right. And so I think just willingness to say, I'm going to get it wrong because who gives out perfect advice all the time? Um, I think that's a mentor. Oh my goodness. That is such a great description. You said something there that I think we should lean into and it's, um, I'll share what I know. And I love that because like you said, I think sometimes we wait until we think, oh, I've got to have it all together. I have to know everything. I have to be the expert on all this. And then I can turn around and mentor somebody. Well, no, really, we're just called to share what we know. But then, like you said, there's also that fear of, well, what if what I know is wrong, you know, or what if what, it, but you just d demonstrated it again beautifully by you're still mentoring these girls by turning around and going, hey, I might have been a little bit off in my theology, you know, and like coming back to them and being able to admit that, hey, I might have been wrong. And if so, please forgive me. That's mentoring also because you're teaching them, yeah. hey, you're going to get it wrong. It's OK. You embrace when you're wrong. You humble yourself. You ask for forgiveness and you move on and you take responsibility. So I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's dig into I like, of course, I like to go deep and get real here on this show. It is no question. I don't think that we need to spend too much time convincing women that you need a mentor or you need to be a mentor, right? But to your point earlier, you, you said you have friends who would ask you all the time, how do you get these awesome mentors? I mean, I feel like that's a recurring question people ask me. Honestly, I've asked it. I mean, that so many women crave a mentor, but they just can't find it. Do you have any tips for them? 
Yeah. Well, I will just say first, it's going to feel uncomfortable putting yourself out there. I joke and say, finding a mentor can be like the very worst parts of dating. Like once we get married, we think we're done dating. And then it's like, oh shoot, no, I've got to do that with friends. I've got to date new friends. I've got to date people, you know, to see if they're going to be a, a fit for a guiding voice in my life. I moved across the country and, you know, got into a city where I had two friends. So I certainly had to quote unquote date around to find new friends and new mentors and new voices in my life. And sometimes you hang out with someone and you're like, oh, not a fit. Like this is probably not my kind of girl, lover, but no. <laughs> and sometimes you hang out with someone and you feel that connection early on and you're like, I think this could be a fit for me. And so I think first it comes with putting yourself out there. I like to use Harriet as my most tangible mentor example of an ask. You know, I was at a cookout with Harriet. She was on Young Life Committee. She was the mother of one of my friends and one of my Young Life girls that I was mentoring. So I was in proximity to her some, but there was no formal mentoring relationship there. And I remember walking up to her and I knew her, but it was still awkward to be like, hey, can we go to coffee? Like maybe on a regular basis? Like I just flat out said, would you mentor me? Nowadays, I'd probably say, why don't you start with one coffee day? You might have coffee and say, actually, no, like never mind. I don't want to progress more in this relationship and be, you know, tethered to a bi-monthly hour together. Um, or you might say, wow, that went really well. Like it was, it was comfortable. I liked the advice she gave me and how can I give back to her? Cause it's not just about receiving. And, and I just flat out asked her, but it was awkward. I felt vulnerable. I had the questions like, am I a weirdo? You know, I don't want to sound like a stage five clinger asking her out to coffee. And so it's uncomfortable. It's like asking someone on a date, but I do promise that the reward once you put yourself out there is worth the risk and the risk, is very real. Sometimes you might get rejected, ghosted, people are flaky, like that happens. I, I talk about all three of those scenarios in my book. It's painful, but often it doesn't mean anything about you. You just have to remind yourself of that. Even if you need to put it on a post-it note on your mirror, it might be all about their capacity or what they're going through. We have no idea the pain people are going through behind closed doors. Like they just might have forgotten because their family member is sick, you know, like there's always reasons for that stuff. So not making the no's mean anything about you and, and trudging forward, finding the right fit, the fit that, you know, might come with a few duds along the way before you find them. But that, that reward of someone investing in you and you also being able to give back to them, I think will carry you like shortcut the distance in your life to joy, fullness, freedom. Like if someone can teach me a lesson to get me, to success, whatever success is in that area of life faster, like sign me up. I'll deal with the pain if there's some roadblocks along the way to like have that relational investment in my life to move forward more quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that it's not about you if it doesn't work because it really is about finding that right fit. That's a mutual beneficial relationship. Because I know for me, one concern I always had, and this is definitely my younger self, but I never wanted to be a leech either. Like just take, 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 you know, like I want it to also somewhat somehow be beneficial to my, you know, mentee. Um, And I remember when I was in my early 20s, I had asked, I got bold and I asked a lady at church to mentor me. And she, she told me no, actually, but she 
passed me off to another woman and we met like only once and it was it was good. I mean, I enjoyed the once, but it kind of just fizzled after that. And I remember because I was a little younger and a little more immature, I really took it personally. Like I really thought there's something wrong with me. The first lady asked, told me no. The second lady we only met once, like I'm a, there's something wrong with me. And in hindsight, I realized, no, it just wasn't a good fit, you know? And so I'm so glad you brought that up because I do think that that happens a lot where we'll reach out and we get a no and we take that as personal rejection, which really it's just God's redirection saying, Hey, that's not the right fit keep, keep moving forward. Keep, keep looking. Yeah. And I think it's important to share stories like you just shared. You know, I've had the same feelings come up when someone said no, or one person committed and then backed out and it's so vulnerable and painful. I feel, I mean, like, it's like, Oh, I didn't expect rejection in this format. Like this is just like supposed to be fun and light, but it really doesn't mean anything about us. And I think, for those of you listening, like it, it might happen because like we can't make people invest in us, but it, it really like keep moving forward. We've been there and we're here to tell the story on the other side and still believe in mentorship. So I promise it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else? I'm going to be a little more vulnerable here, even in real life, real time. I am actually currently praying for a mentor for this current season of my life. Cause I don't know about you, but different seasons of my life, you kind of just need different types of mentors. And so I am, I am, that's a need I have. And, um, earlier this week I was walking and praying about it and I felt the Lord remind me, Rachel, just like I'm Jehovah Jireh, I'm the God who provides finances and health and all these things. I'll also provide the people in your life that you need to fulfill my call on your life. And that really just gave me peace because I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have to hustle for this. I don't have to strive for it. I don't have to, you know, like try to do some kind of backflip to make this work. He's going to provide. So I felt like that's a word for somebody listening right yeah. now. <laughs> um, okay, I want to I have a couple other practical questions then about finding a mentor. What do you think about do, does a mentor need to be local to you or because you do long distance like you and I are doing Zoom right now? <laughs> I think you can, you know, I think it's beautiful to have some people in your life up close and personal. Cause I think sometimes they get their eyeballs on areas of your life that might be easier to hide virtually, especially if you're prone to that. Like my personality is kind of like, I let it all hang out. But if you are a little more guarded, it might be to your benefit to have fun up close and personal physically in your life. But I'm a big fan of virtual mentoring. You know, two of the mentors I write about in later in the book, who are my business mentors, I didn't know anyone in my area who did what I did. I started an online business in 2015, which like now a lot of people have online businesses, but like my friend didn't even know what to call my job, much less my, you know, mentors who were 20 years older than me. They were like, what's that she's doing online, you know? And so I was really looking for someone who just walked that road before me. And so I actually found both of them online and I was kind of assessing their values and how they ran their business and how they talked about running their business. And I felt like, wow, Amber and Ann, like they've built a business, but they're not, that's not all that their life is. Like they're at their kid's soccer practice at three in the afternoon. Like they really have these family values and that's the whole reason I want to build this. So like I want someone to guide me with similar parameters in the way they run their business, similar values. And so I joined their program and I gave back as much as I could and then asked if I could kind of 
um, have a little more formal of a relationship with them. But after it also like serve, 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 because they had a lot of people pulling at them who might want more relational investment from them. So I think you can definitely have a digital relationship. I'm on Voxer almost every day with Anne, one of them. And so we might not have 45 minute conversations, but we have almost daily check-ins. Yeah. Ooh, I'm a Voxer fan too. It's like my lifeline. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Me too. it's perfect for those of us who, well, I'm not a big phone talker. Anybody who knows me well knows like you only call Rachel if you're dying or in the hospital or something. But um, but I love Voxer because you can just chat anytime you, you want to. All right. So you actually brought up a really great point And I wanted to make sure we covered this today because we're seeing more and more of this in the online space. You said, you joined some business mentor program. So what do you think about charging for mentorship? Because you're seeing, we're seeing a lot of that now yeah. that people pay somebody to be their mentor. Yeah. So I have no problem paying for mentorship if that is how they, you know, spend all of their time. Because at some point, if so many people are asking for their guidance that like, okay, that's going to take like eight hours a day for me to like solidly give what I know away in an area, okay, now I can no longer work a day job if I'm going to invest in these people, you know, like it's either keep investing in people or work a day job and just say no. So if that's what they do to fund their ability to keep investing in you, then I am all for it. You know, I don't expect someone to not provide a roof over their head so that they can invest in me. <laughs> um, and so I'm all for um, investing in the uh, investing in them. Often they've also they're also paying for mentors. So not only are you their guidance, they're paying for someone to invest in them, and you're getting the trickle down of that information. Yeah, you know. And so I'm a believer. Obviously, feel that out. I'd say out of the book, eight out of ten of my mentors were non-paid, but two were, and that is totally okay with me. And it doesn't, I think people's fear in paying for a mentor is, well, what if it cheapens the relationship? Like what if it's just transactional and like, they just want my money. But most of the time that's not the case. There are certainly people out there like that, but most of the time it's just so that they can carve out the time to give you full attention. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I really want to hang out here for a second. Cause I have struggled with this myself. I've, I personally also have paid for a mentor and she was amazing. Uh, she was a, a business mentor. Cause I do think there's a difference personally, if you're paying somebody to mentor you in business, I'm like, yeah, they're oh, teaching yeah. you how to make money. I kind of think you should pay them something, you know, like they're yeah. teaching you all their business tips. So, um, there's something to be said there, but I remember when I had that business mentor that I was paying, I often, I don't know about you, but I'll get messages quite often from people on social media and different things that will uh, say, hey, could we get together uh, for coffee so I can pick your brain? They use that phrase, can I pick your brain? Yeah. And um, me, you know, I just wanted, initially I was like, yeah, sure, that'd be great. But then to your point, I realized, oh my gosh, everybody's picking my brain and I have nothing left to give to, like you said, my day job and my really something more important to me than my day job is my family. And, you yeah. know, and so my, my mentor at the time said, Rachel, when, every time you let people pick your brain, you, you've got no brains left. Like they're, you know, they're, they're pulling from you. And so I've had to get smart and it's been hard um, about really, honestly, for me, I have to pray and go, whenever people have that ask of me, I'm like, okay, Lord, is this a relationship you want me to invest in 
Or is this something where that person, we need to have kind of, like you said, some kind of a, an arrangement where um, they're paying me to mentor them, to teach them how to, you know, run, get their podcast going or, you know, whatever it might be. And so, totally. um, but it just gets tricky. That's why I guess I wanted to bring this up because it just gets into a weird area of, um, like there's part of me that misses the day of the old church ladies who would just bring you over to their home, bake you cookies and, you know, mentor you. Right. And of course we wouldn't charge, they wouldn't charge us to come over. So then, then I start to be like, I'm like totally just being vulnerable here. I'm like, where's the line then? And like, you know, putting some boundaries and not letting people just pick my brain all day long to where I have nothing left versus I want to serve and I want to be that old church lady that brings people over for cookies. And you know what I mean? Do you, do you you wrestle with this as well? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I think I also have to measure like, does this person want a relationship with me or do they just want my information? Because my friends know I will give everything I know away for free. If we have a relationship and even my philosophy with my friends with business stuff is I'll tell you how to do it. And then if you want me to do it for you, you can pay me, you know? Um, And so like, I'll give you an hour of my time, but if this starts, you know, dipping into 10 hours of strategy or implementation or whatever, like tinkering with like whatever you need, then like we might have to work out an arrangement just because it's carving out that much of my time. But that that's kind of my philosophy. If we are, if we are truly in relationship where this is reciprocal, we are friends, I will truly like tell you everything I know. But if this is a stranger, one thing my therapist called me on a few years ago, we were living in Colorado Springs and someone moved to Denver that was like a friend of a friend. And the friend reached out to me and was like, my friend just moved to Denver. Um, She really needs someone to invest in her, all of this. And Denver, parts of Denver can be an hour, 20 minutes away from my house. And I was talking to my therapist about it. Like, I'm just torn. Like, I need to drive to Denver to meet this girl that I don't know, that needs a friend, that needs a mentor. And like, I don't want to just, I don't want to leave her hanging. And my therapist was like, you are giving her mixed signals. You are so stretched thin in this season that you don't have capacity to drive an hour and a half, two ways, spend an hour or two with her. That's five hours essentially out of your way, out of your day. And then you're not going to be able to maintain that level of investment because you're so stretched in and because of your lack of boundaries, you're essentially sending mixed signals. Like I can, but I can't, but I can, but I can't. And like, I'll set you up for high expectations, but my follow through will be lackluster because I'm overwhelmed. And she was like, why don't you just say you're you're unavailable in the season or you could meet online because of what that is going to cost you time-wise and energy-wise. And it's not that you don't care about her. You clearly do, even though you don't know her. It's just you you can't. And so I think that stuff I've always had to assess of, like, when someone's asking for me to, like, tell them what I know in whatever area, like, is this something where they want to, like, also contribute to this relationship and it be reciprocal for us, like, where we invest in each other? Or is this something that I can, like, also follow up on in the season I'm in? Because I have people still in my life that I'm also mentoring that are totally not business or really just people that I've, like, my young life girls, I'm still really invested in their lives. And so here we are 10 years later, I have people that I invest in and I can't take on every new person. Although I want to, 
you know, it's, I'm torn, but I, I get, yes, I do struggle. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. I love what you brought up too about it's energy management is what that is. Like we don't, we don't talk about that a whole lot. We talk about time management, money management, but not many pe- people talk about energy management and really looking at what is this going to cost me energy wise? And then it, where is that energy going to come from? Cause that has to come from somewhere, right? Just like money. If I was going to spend money, it had to come from my bank account. Well, if I'm going to spend this energy, it's going to come from something, whether it be my job, my kids, my husband, you know, time with God, like it's, that energy is going to be pulled from somewhere. Um, and yeah. so, yeah. So I think the takeaway point that I hear us saying here is I love that both of us shared how we wrestle with this. The bottom line is the only, there's no clear answer on if you should or shouldn't enter into a mentorship. It's all about following the Holy Spirit. And if he's telling you, yes, I have called you to mentor this person in this season, or like that he's given us the grace to do it um, or not, but then not taking that pressure to be, um, because like you said, I've wrestled with, oh, but if I don't do it, then who will? I don't know if I'm not called to do it. Like if God hasn't called me to do it, he's going to provide the person that that person needs in their life. Um, so that just lets me off the hook when I think of yeah, it like that. Yeah. <laughs> and trusting that part and like to piggyback on like the energy management illustration you shared, you know, have you ever been at that season of your life where you're doing a lot of things you love? but you, you're doing too many of them at once and you're angry doing all of them. And yep. you're like, wait, these are all individually things I love, but I feel true rage inside doing every single one of them because I've too much of a good thing is not always a good thing. And I've stretched myself so then that I can't even be present for this. And I'm missing my life because I'm so bogged down and I'm not present. I'm totally checked out. And then I'm checked out from the people around my table who matter most. Like, oh, I'm missing it. And I've had that come up that season of max burnout over and over again to where I know better now. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll still find myself back there and I have to manage my energy along the way so that I don't end up there because it is not fun for anyone. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then we end up at burnout, right? Doing all the things you love, which is weird to me. I'm like, how is that yeah. possible? Yeah. So let's wrap that this up then with talking about a little bit about burnout. Um, have you ever had any mentors that because they were in your life and like you said, all about that relationship, you, you brought that up earlier, like it, the, it all comes down to that relationship piece. And um, really, if, if you're invested in other people and they're invested in you, then you have that ability to speak into each other's lives whenever you see some things that maybe need to be called out, right? Um, but you yeah. have to have that relational equity in order to have that privilege to speak into each other's lives. So have you ever had a mentor speak into your life when you're like headed towards burnout or anything like that? Yeah, I'd say... I'd say Amber and Anne have been able to speak to that the most because they, they work so similarly to me. So they really understand the nuances of my life. And so I'd say they speak to that and, Oh my gosh, I can't even forget Catherine. I specifically worked with her all year. Every week we had a call during the season of burnout. And while Amber and Anne get what I do the most, Catherine has some tools in her tool belt that help me recover the most and set new boundaries emotionally, mentally, and really um, basically audit my life and then reformat it in a way that was going to be life-giving because she was like, you cannot continue forward in the same way with the same patterns. You're just going to repeat this cycle over and over again. And so 
um, I would say Catherine has really walked with me and said, what have you thought about it this way? What about this angle? You know, like it kind of sounds like you might be headed in that direction again. I remember a few years ago, I took a season off after being really burnt out. And I had, I had a job. I didn't need to go get a new job, but since I took time off and I wasn't running at, running at this insane pace anymore, I got a little bored and it was supposed to be my season of rest. And I was like, I think I'm going to get a job in anthropology for the holidays. It'd be so fun. And I get a 30% off discount for just like two months. It'd be a blast, like just from like Thanksgiving to Christmas. And she was like, no, you have income you don't need to get a job right now. You need to rest. Like this is not the plan to build the life you want. And so I'm so thankful for like that accountability to keep me on track and moving forward towards the direction of my real dreams, not my temporary dreams. Like, yes, it would be fun to work at anthropology during holiday season. Like part of me misses kind of that young season of my life where I worked like at Starbucks and in retail and got to interact with people. So much of my time is behind a computer, but my, my real dream right now is to live a peaceful, balanced life, not one where I'm maxed out and stretched thin. So I think that accountability kept me on track towards the main goal. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So as we finish up today, any final words of encouragement for um, the listeners about either being a mentor or having a mentor? I think, you know, finding a mentor, put yourself out there, find a group that you have shared values with, where it's your church, whether it's a runner's club, whether it's a mom circle, somewhere where you are looking for a mentor that you're already going to have a common thread. That's a great connection point trying to find someone because it can be uncomfortable. If you're still you know, not really getting out into the world and, and, you know, kind of still at home a lot more, a little more cautious after a crazy year and a half. There's online groups for that. You can use Facebook search bars as, you know, kind of like a Google search bar and find a group for every topic under the sun. And you're going to find some that you are not interested in being a part of, but you might find a mama's group or a knitting group or a podcast community full of people like you with shared values. And you can say, I like that girl's comments or her post. Like, what if I send her a $5 Starbucks gift card and say, can we have virtual coffee together? Like there are ways to connect both physically and digitally. Um, And then if you're thinking about me being a mentor, you are never going to feel like you've arrived. I mean, like the cat's out of the bag. I certainly don't feel like I've arrived, quote unquote, until start before you're ready. Certainly have some checks and balances that you can go back to when you don't have all the the big answers to questions you get asked. Have a mentor for yourself where you can say, hey, that they asked me this and I really don't know what to say. But you do not have to have it all figured out. You just have to be willing and your presence is enough. Like your presence in someone else's life could be the very thing that changes it. And so I think that's what I'd say. Yeah, your presence is enough. I definitely agree with that for sure. Well, Kelsey, thank you again for taking time to come on. Where can the listeners connect with you and then also get a copy of your book? Yes, you can find me at KelseyChapman.com, at KelseyChapman on Instagram, and my book, Anywhere Books Are Sold, What They Taught Me. I know Amazon is typically one of the most common places, but um, you can find it anywhere books are sold. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are awesome. This is such a fun conversation.
Well, it is time for Let's Get Real Practical. This is the part of the show that we take the topic discussed with today's guest, and we get into some practical steps you can implement into your life right now. This kind of has become one of my favorite parts of the show, and I hope it is for you all too, just because like I said, I am all about encouraging you all, but I definitely want to make sure you walk away from today's show going, oh, wow, not only did I learn something, but I can actually apply it right now. So here's the deal. I am certain that after listening to today's episode, that all of us, myself included, are like, yes, I need a mentor, or yes, I want to be a mentor. I think most of us already have that on our heart. I don't really think we need to be talked into that part of it, but often we struggle with the how. So I believe the first step in finding or being a mentor is to get clear on what you're looking for and what you can offer to somebody else. Now, a mentor of mine has this saying that he says often, he says, clarity is kindness. I don't know if that was his original statement or if he heard it from somebody else, but regardless, it left an impact on me. Clarity is kindness. If we aren't clear on what we need or maybe what we can offer, how can we know when we connect to the right person? So before we start running out there looking for mentors or trying to mentor somebody else, we kind of have to take a couple steps back and go, okay, let's get clear for a second. What am I even looking for in a mentor in this particular season? And what could I offer to somebody else? So let's do that right now. If you're driving or you can't write this down, that's okay. I, I highly encourage you. I don't know if you know this, but when you're listening, especially if you're listening on an iPhone or something, you can hit the 30 seconds rewind button and maybe just you know rewind the, the end of the show and re-listen to these and kind of think about these uh, as you go throughout the day and the week. So let's answer a couple of questions to get clear on this topic of mentorship. Here's the first one. Am I in a season of needing a mentor or being a mentor? Or maybe you could do both. I've had seasons where I could do both, uh, but that's, only, that's something only you can answer. And again, I encourage you to take these questions to the Lord, because of course, there's no one size fits all on these answers. It's really, what is God saying to you today? Now, the second question I want us to answer once we figure that out, am I looking for a mentor or am I wanting to be one, is what specific traits am I looking for in a mentor? So if you're in that season where you're going, I need a mentor. And when I say specific traits, you know, Kelsey and I kind of talked about this, how sometimes I needed somebody who was a mentor to me in, in the area of being a mom. I've needed a mentor in the area of being a wife. I've needed a business mentor. Uh, I'm currently in a season where I have a writing mentor because I'm writing my first book. So you got to get clear on that. Like even when I was looking for this writing, I, she's actually a writing coach, but when I was looking for her, I interviewed several different ones and I knew specifically, again, because I got clear before I even started interviewing on what I needed and what areas I needed some coaching in. And so figure that out first. If you're in that season where you go, I know I need a mentor, what area are you looking for a mentor in? Now, the final question I want you to answer if you're in that boat of going, hey, you know what? I think I could mentor somebody else. And guys, I, I wanna just go ahead and speak a life over all of us today. We all have something that we can give to another person. Uh, I just wanna remind you 
that you just need to be a couple steps ahead of somebody. You do not need to be an expert, okay? I think a lot of us disqualify ourselves from mentoring other people because we think, well, I don't have it all figured out yet or I'm not perfect in this area. That's okay. Are you just a couple steps ahead? Maybe you're a mom and maybe your your child is already out of the toddler years. So you could go ahead and turn around and mentor somebody who has a kid in the toddler years and tell them things that you wish you had done then. Same thing as a, as a wife or a business owner or whatever season of life you're currently in, you have something you could bring to the table for somebody else to bless them. So that's our third question is, what can I offer to a mentee? And again, ask the Holy Spirit to show you because he's deposited some very specific gifts into you that he maybe is calling you in the season to go turn around and, and pray about one or two people that you could pour those into. Well, that concludes our Get Real Practical segment for today. Hey, if God spoke a word to you, would you leave a review and tell us about it? It is so fun. In fact, it's like a highlight of my week to read new reviews that come in. Plus, it helps get this show into the ears of new listeners. Well, I pray that this Real Talk episode brought you one step closer to living free and pursuing your God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.